This is Susan Wheelbanks with BlendedInsight.com. I am a holistic and integrative healing arts practitioner, an intuitive, and an energy healer. In this podcast, I share tips, tools, and suggestions that have helped me along my path in hopes of inspiring and helping you along yours. Let's get started with today's podcast topic. Hello, Bright Soul. Thank you so much for joining me on this gorgeous day here in Colorado. I was washing dishes earlier and I looked up and I had a little squirrel watching me. And so I was moving really slow because I love squirrels. And I thought, I wonder how long it's been watching me. And then I thought, oh, it wants to be my friend. And then I remembered last year I was putting food in that location. So actually it was looking at me going, hey, lady, where's the food? <laughs> but then it reminded me of a podcast I had did a while ago about you making a difference. And oftentimes on this path, when you are feeling like you're the black sheep and you're the one that's holding the light, and so we can sometimes get isolated because we are, eh, we're empathic. Sometimes it's hard to be around other people. Sometimes it's hard to relate to other people. And so sometimes you get down on yourself I'm saying you, but I mean all of us collectively, and it just goes to show you, you do make a difference because if you're watering a plant, if you're speaking a kind word into someone's life, if you're feeding an animal, if you're picking up trash, all these things make a collective difference. So if you want to see, I actually took a picture of the squirrel before it moved. So if you're interested in seeing a picture, I can upload it onto my Instagram and Facebook. Let me know. And I'm going to go right into the topic for today, and it's a little bit of a build from last week, and that is cycle breakers. What is a cycle breaker? A cycle breaker is someone who recognizes a harmful or destructive pattern or a behavior, either in a culture or in a family, and that person decides to do something different. That person decides to do some introspective work, some intentional behavior change. And chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a cycle breaker. And I can look back over my entire life and recognize that at an early age, I was a cycle breaker because I didn't fit in with my family. I didn't fit in with the culture and I didn't understand it. I always felt like I didn't belong. I didn't like where I lived. The state that I grew up in didn't feel right for me. It felt heavy, the energy, the collective energy of that state. And I didn't really feel like I vibed with my family of origin. And when I look at the way we each evolved, each family member and how we went off on our path, especially my brothers, I was different. I did things differently. I looked at things differently. My perspective was different. Even in the military, when I was sitting to record this, I had a memory of when I was in the military, there was this thing that they would do for these gatherings. So we would have luncheons and gatherings for celebrations within the organization. Sometimes it was just like a picnic and they would always do this thing called pie in the eye. And they would take a whipped cream, a pie plate filled with whipped cream and pick someone and hit them in the face with it. And I would watch the energy of that person shrink. It was public humiliation. There was nothing funny about it. But the lower vibrational people thought it was so funny and they'd be falling over and people would be voting they would do these fundraisers vote to see who's who can get the pie in the eye and I never participated in it I had a problem with it and I was part of an organization that was putting together I I forgot what the name of it was called Um, but anyway I volunteered to be part of an organization that would do parties and I would say I'm not doing that I don't want to raise money for it and they would look at me like 
oh, come on, lighten up. And it's like, no, the people that get it, their energy shrinks. And so I had a conversation with someone who he was a friend of mine and he got picked to get a pie in the eye. And I told him, I personally wouldn't do it. I wouldn't allow someone to do it to me and I'm not going to participate in it because it's wrong. It's public humiliation. And he was like, you know what? You're right. I, I feel already shamed. I feel shamed. I don't feel good. It's embarrassing. And I'm like, why are we doing this? And so even then, if it doesn't make sense, I'm not going to do it. The same is true for drinking. We have a huge cultural issue around alcohol in this country, in America. Everything is centered around, let's drink poison. Let's get you drunk. Let's have a couple of drinks. To relax, I have to drink. You know, people will say, oh, well, if you want me to tell you how I really feel, I get a drink first. So basically what you're saying is you can't consciously embody and just speak like an adult. You have to consume poison in order to get yourself out of your body a little bit to speak. And when I was in my 20s, I drank. So I'm not saying that I know I did those things. And then it just dawned on me like, why are we doing this? I'm not going to do this. And so I just don't drink. And sometimes people get uncomfortable that I don't drink because I bring awareness to the fact that you are literally poisoning yourself. It shuts off your metabolism for at least 24 hours because your body is now focused on getting rid of the toxin you just ingested. And I am far from perfect. I don't eat great all the time. Like everyone has things. I'm not saying it in judgment, but I'm saying I've actually brought awareness to that where I've had conversations with people where I see the light bulb go off where they're like, oh yeah, you're right. Why do we do that? Is it so, is society created that way so that we're less aware, so that we're not as conscious, so that we don't have the will to challenge things? Like what is the reason? The other thing is doing an energy, doing energy healing. I'm the only person that's done this in my family. I'm the only woman that ever joined the military. I have a history on my mom's side Every, all the women on that side are overweight and they, they don't, they're not, they don't, they're not fit. They don't exercise. They don't really take care of their body the way that they eat. And this is a cultural thing in the South. The way that they eat keeps them sick and overweight. And so I made a conscious decision that I wasn't going to do that. So I became a gym rat and I started changing the way that I eat. If I ate like that, I would feel that way and I would look that way and I don't want to look that way because I don't feel good when I'm heavy. It's a lot for my body to carry around. I'm already energetically sensitive. So putting on a little bit weight of weight for me, my body is just a chore to lug around. It's already a chore to be in your body when you're energetically sensitive, especially when you have powerful meditations where you're out of your body and you get to experience that lightness and that bliss. Getting back into the meat suit is already heavy enough. And there's so many ways that I've broken patterns the type of mother I am, that's another thing. The type of mother I am, I raised someone that knows it's safe to share with me. I grew up in an environment where it wasn't safe to be myself. It wasn't safe to share my feelings. It wasn't safe to have feelings. I got very suppressed. I would get made fun of for my feelings, told not to cry. A lot of us grew up like that where if you did cry, you got made fun of. I mean, my mother was, she would gossip and tell my business, so I couldn't even trust my mother. If I told her something, she would repeat it on the phone. Like, she'd be loud about it, tell my brothers, and then I would get beat up, you know, because in those ages, or in that time when I was growing up, sibling rivalry was a real thing. And my brothers would beat me up all the time. And so I learned to fight. I was fighting growing up. 
And so I raise my daughter where she can trust me. And she's a completely different person than I was growing up. She's very emotionally aware. She's emotionally intelligent. She's in tune with her emotions. And it's kind of amazing because she never tries to hold back her tears. That's something that's always amazed me about her because I've always held that space for her. She'll just cry and not even try to hold it back. Whereas a lot of us grew up trying to find the appropriate time to cry and hold it. And I'm not saying go around at work in inappropriate environments and burst into tears. There is a time and place <laughs> where you have to choose how you're going to present yourself in a moment, hold it together. But my daughter, because of the way I raised her, I mean, she'll cry at work. It just doesn't bother her at all. It's nothing for her. And it's actually something that I really admire about her. But I also know that she's that way because I didn't squash her. And she's very capable and a completely different experience. I broke the cycle. I did not repeat it because in my mother's generation, her mother valued her sons over her daughters. And my mother repeated that with me. She did the same thing where she, the daughter was less than and the two sons were, that was the golden prize, prize right? And then the daughter was less than and, um, and her sisters didn't repeat that, but she did, which was interesting, but I didn't, I broke it. So the reason I'm sharing this with you is the person that is a cycle breaker is often considered the whistleblower. You're shedding light on the trauma. You're not going to repeat that. I mean, the other thing as I, that I did is that I removed my daughter from that environment. And so I didn't raise her around my mother so that my mother could not have the impact on my daughter that she had on me. So I made a distinct separation because I knew that if my daughter was around her, she would get some of that damage that I got growing up. And I just wasn't going to do that. And a lot of us have done that. And then we're, we, we make an intentional change. And then we're the black sheep. And we're the weird ones. But it's important. Because think about it. After you break the cycle, you create a new generation, a new thought form, a new behavior that is healthier and higher vibrational than what you came in. And I know that the cycle breaker person gets beat up. But... You, you can't change any other way. Change is uncomfortable. Someone has to do it. Why not you? Sometimes people will say, why me? Why me? And my question is, well, why not you? If it's put in your heart that this is unacceptable and you're willing to raise your consciousness in order to shift it, then you're exactly who is supposed to do it. And I know that there are many ways that you've broken cycles. So what I wanted to say is keep going. This is important. It's important work. You were placed here to do it. It's in your heart to do it. And the other thing I want to say is a lot of times when we are making changes and shifts, it feels like we don't want to do it anymore. It gets exhausting to where we don't want to do it. And I talk to people who think that the solution is to completely isolate. I get getting away from the people that don't want to change. It isn't really that productive to try to convince people that don't want to be convinced that a new way is better. So my thing is stay on your path, but the darkness also needs the light. And I'm also going to do a podcast about that. If we just huddle together and we all just stay together and we're not around anyone that needs that influence, then our ripple doesn't create as much of an effect as it can. So in my example, like I was sharing, just the fact of me being me in the military when I refused to participate in the pie in the eye nonsense, 
I validated someone who had that happen. He understood my stance on that and he chose not to do that fundraiser anymore. He made a stance. If I hadn't stood in my light, had compassion and stood my ground, that wouldn't have happened. Even if I just changed it for one person, that impact is enough. The same is true for the conversations I have about alcohol being a literal poison. And I tell people that are in the gym like me, because, you know, some people will say, yeah, you know, I lift weights and I exercise, but love to have that beer on the weekend. And they'll say, ah, come on, you know, relax and have that beer. I'm like, um, no, I don't choose to ingest spirits. I just worked so hard to, to cultivate my body. And it's not just physical, it's energetic too. So why would I, who's working so hard, sip a, because, you know, when you drink alcohol and cigarettes and weed and all these other things, there's energy attached. There's beings, lower beings that are that vibrate on that level and all the thought forms people have around it that are attached to that certain thing. So when you adjust it, you pull those things into your aura. Now, why in the world would I do something so silly? <laughs> there is no reason for it. And so what I tell people that you know, they're not in this work, but I say, you just worked so hard in the gym. So now you're going to go sip some poison. That's going to turn your metabolism off for 24 hours. How is that helping you reach your goal? And I watched the light bulb switch and my, my stance has influenced people for the good because I'm not pulling people down. I'm raising people up. It's not like I'm the one that's going, Oh, come on, have a drink. No, I'm not pulling you down. I'm lifting you up. And just by standing your ground, and it's not pushy. These are conversations I have when people ask me, why don't you just have a little sip? Oh, come on. It's not going to kill you. Is it going to help me? That's my question. Is it going to help me? And then I get the, uh, uh, exactly. Why are you trying to influence me to do something that is not aligned with the higher path? Because I'm trying to take the higher path and I'm flawed and I make mistakes and I'm a mess like the whole world is. There are certain things that are so out of alignment that I just choose not to do. And I'm not saying I would never, ever have a sip of alcohol ever again, but I'm saying it, I don't feel good. And so anytime when I, when I used to occasionally sip a sangria or something, I would clean it and shield it and do all these things just to like, and then I wouldn't feel good after because the longer you're on this path, certain things, you're so out of vibrational resonance that you just can't even do it anymore. And here in Colorado, you know, marijuana is a big thing. So sometimes people try to, they try to convince me of that too. And it's like, no, I'm looking at the energy field and what happens to you. I'm clairvoyant, clairsentient, claircognate. I have all of those gifts. So if I'm looking at what's going on, I understand what you're telling me logically and what you want to believe, but I'm looking at you and I see something different. And if you choose to do that, I'm okay with it, but I'm not going to do it. And the longer I stay on my path of just saying, no, that's not for me, the more people are just kind of influenced and inspired to continue a higher path. And in your own way, in your own change, in your own cycle breaking, I know you're having that influence on someone. So the light, the dark needs the light. So the light is here to shed light upon the darkness. And I know it may not be comfortable being a way shower, but that's what we signed up to do. And so that's all I wanted to talk about today. So let's go into a healing. You can uncross your arms and legs, focus on your breathing, and I will turn the healing on.
Okay, and so it is. Friends, I want to thank you so much for gathering here, for joining me, for all your sweetness, your kind feedback. And you you really do make me laugh. I really appreciate it. We've created a community here, and I think that's so awesome. And it's because of you. And I want to wish you a beautiful week. Take care. Bye-bye.